0: In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. We come to the third Sunday before Lent. Our preparation, we have already examined our desire, is it first for God in the Canaanite woman and in the uh, publican and the Pharisee, uh, examined our humility. Are we humble for men and before God? Today, we take a look at our repentance, our return. I want to begin with some uh, reflections on the commentaries of St. Gregory Palamas, a beautiful 14th century saint of ours, about uh, this text. Uh, And he speaks about uh, how this text is really focused on the Father, the compassion of the Father. And he begins with this, this uh, realization, really declaring to us what is our inheritance? How important this is to kind of get this. What has God given to us? Everything. To the kingdom of the... the, the, the he's in, we've inherited the kingdom of the earth. We've inherited the kingdom of heaven. Pretty good deal. What's your inheritance? You know, it's not money. It's not this. It's not that. It's eternal joy in the heavens with all the saints. This is my inheritance. You know, we get worried. You know, I do. 71 years old, how am I going to make it? I told my wife, I said, if we, we go to 80, we're okay. Past 80, maybe not. What are we worried about? Our inheritance is, we inherit the whole earth, right? We inherit the kingdom of heaven. We're given the comfort of God. This is our inheritance. St. Gregory says, there's nothing our benevolent Lord did not do for us. There's nothing he hasn't done for us and will continue to do for us. This is our God. This is what he has given to us. He's given us a world to enjoy. He's given us uh, a work in our life for our good and for our salvation. All these things He's given to us as an inheritance. He's placed an understanding in us of natural law. He's put the Holy Spirit in our conscience to guide us. He's given us the church to be our kind of our guardian, allow us to participate. In the heavenly mysteries, he gave himself for us on the cross. Died for us, for our sins, for our salvation. And in baptism, he's united himself to us. And in that baptismal service, we have been sealed with the Holy Spirit. This is what God has given to you, to me. (laughs) Ah. So we should rest in this. We should continually every day be grateful for this, for what God has done for us, what God has given to us as an inheritance. But we all tend to wander off into the far country. We leave our inheritance. We take our view, and we take it, and we move it a little bit over here to the things of this world, to our appetites, to our passions, we move it around a little bit and we move to our soul, our body, to the far country. Sometimes this is just for short periods of time. Sometimes this is for longer periods of time. Sometimes it's just in certain places of our heart that we travel away from God. But we do wander off to this far country. And we kind of lose sight of this inheritance. And in this far country, we find ourselves uh, experiencing unmet expectations. We are embittered. We feel the sadness of broken dreams and broken hearts. We, at times, feel hopeless, despairing, anxious. We fall to selfishness, anger, envy, greed. And we have tried to find satisfaction by quenching our, by, by uh, satisfying our, ap- our bodily appetites and finding no satisfaction. So we create for ourselves, as the prodigal son did, a little pig pen. We all have them, right? We all have little pig pens that we grovel in, in our thoughts, our words, and sometimes our deeds a place that we've created by our self-willed determination, our departure from the Father, and our squandering of the inheritance. So we decide our lives now by just, are we deciding our lives just by coping in the pig pen? Remember Father Hopko said, you know, there's, we've accepted the fact that the pig is reality. And so we have books how to survive 10 ways to survive in the pig pen you know 5 10 25 thoughts to help you survive in the pig pen we've created a survival booklets around how we live and can live and exist in the pig pen we should we need to flee the pig pen it's not we don't want to cope st paul says we're more than conquerors we need to step out of the pig pen And say, as the prodigal son said, I have sinned against heaven and before you. And I'm not worthy, Lord, to be your son or your daughter. Let me just be a servant in the kingdom. We all need to make this return. And today, in this preparation for Lent, this is where we are. I want to take all those things that I am squandering, the inheritance I'm squandering, I take those things that keep me away from God, and I want to deal with them. I'm tired of this. I make, make, We need today to make a commitment that the stuff that keeps us from God, we're saying, I don't want to do this anymore. Lord, help me. It, it, it's not going to happen overnight. Well, maybe it will. I hope it does. But my experience is it doesn't happen overnight. But once you make a commitment to go after it, God will help you. God will help you in this. So we need to make that declaration today To see how much God loves us and begin to make that effort to say, Lord, I don't want this anymore. I want to be a servant in your house. How does God respond to this? This This is the heart of the gospel. How does God respond to this realization that we have squandered a bit of our inheritance and we've drawn a bit away from God? How does he respond to this? He's patiently waiting for us to say those words. Lord, I don't want to be this way anymore. Please help And he's waiting for those words. I'll share a story with you, because every time I think about this, I think about my dad. Um, well, I don't know about you, but you know, I spent uh, several years of my life, probably from about 17 to 23, making it pretty hard on my father. <laughs> not bad, bad, but I was not good. Uh, and so... I remember driving up. We were driving up. he lived in the Bay Area. We were driving up to see him. And uh, I was thinking the whole time, I need to apologize. I need to apologize. I need to apologize. And so when I got out of the car, I said, Dad, I just want to ask your forgiveness for the things that I have done that I know disappointed you. And uh, I'm really sorry. I said, please forgive me. And he said, I already have. This is the Father. I've already done this. I've already forgiven you. I'm just waiting for you to come back. I'm waiting for you. The forgiveness has been done, right? Christ has died on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. That's happened. All he's waiting for us is to come to him. And what's he do? He doesn't wait for us to come to him. He rushes to us. As soon as that door of our heart opens to him, he rushes in. He rushes into that heart. And he embraces it with compassion. He gets on his knees and he kisses us. You know, they say, one of the commentaries say that in the Eastern culture, this is just not, uh, uh, in the early culture of the East, it was not acceptable father to do that with his son it was the other way around the son should come and kneel before the father but in this we see the great compassion and love for God to come to us in his love and mercy for us and come to us and kneel before us and kiss us embracing us with divine comfort and kissing us with the kiss of peace peace again between father and son very beautiful Then it doesn't stop there. He takes the best, he says, go get the best robe and put it on him. Not just a robe, get the best one and bring it back and put it on my my child. The robe signifies the dignity of our baptism, a return to our baptismal life. So we were dead to sin, now we're alive in Christ. We were dead. Dirty and messy, now we're again white as snow. This is how God treats us when we come to Him in repentance. He he races to us. His grace fills our heart, and He puts a robe on us saying, You're again restored to the dignity of your baptism. He doesn't stop there, He says, Bring the ring. He takes the ring and puts it on his finger. The seal of virtue. The sign of restored inheritance. Restored inheritance. So all that you lost, I'm giving back to you. All those, those years to the locust ate, I'm giving back to you. So when we come, there's a restoration back to, back to what we were. Not just... A, a step to where we are now, but a restoration to where we were. Just a, we just need to so be so encouraged when we come to God in repentance that this is how he acts toward us. And then he puts shoes on his feet to strengthen him to walk in righteousness, protection and assurance to be empowered against the enemy. So now he gives us strength to do better when we come to him in repentance. And not, he doesn't stop there. He kills the fatted calf. And for us, it's the sacrifice of his son to us. Holy communion, the menace of immortality, the inheritance of the kingdom of heaven, the forgiveness of our sins. That's what we take when we take the holy body and blood of Christ. doesn't stop there. And then he says, let's have a party. Let's come and celebrate a divine liturgy with all the saints and angels together. Let's just not give you communion. Let's have everybody come and celebrate together. So, beloved, I encourage you to be so uh, filled with grace and hope that the Lord comes to you aggressively, ruthlessly when you come in repentance and restores a complete inheritance to you, gives you strength to do better. We need to be so excited about this part of our Christian faith. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to take it back. It's okay to fail. It's not okay to fail. But when you fail, there's repentance. This is such an important piece for us. We can get so bogged down by failure. I'm not working, that's not working. Just repent. How many times do you repent? I don't know. Maybe a lot. Lord says 70 times 7. That's supposed to be, and the saints say that's an eternal number. That's not a, that's not a finite number. Don't start counting either. <laughs> no counting. But just know that we come to a loving Father who wants to restore, to, store, restore us to the dignity of of our inheritance. So powerful. So let me read these words from the uh, Sunday of the Prodigal uh, sung at Vespers. Brethren, let us learn the meaning of this mystery. For when the prodigal son ran back from sin to his father's house, his loving father came out to meet him and he kissed him, he restored to the prodigal the tokens of his proper glory. And mystically he made glad on high, sacrificing the fatted calf. In Lord, let our lives then be worthy of the loving Father who has offered sacrifice and of the glorious victim who is our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. God be with us.